0: Ready to take a ride, grab your coffee, and strap yourself in. If you listen, you can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio
1: Network. Well, praise the Lord and good morning to you, Brother John. How you doing?
0: Good Good evening to you. I'm all right.
1: Folks, uh, we're excited to be here again today uh, for another broadcast Uh, Today is Thursday, July 20th, 2023. We're bringing to you from Sacramento, California, Pastor John Terrell. If you're new here, his website is eaec.org. How are things going for you out there, Brother John? Uh,
0: No changes, uh, just the same uh, routine, preaching, teaching. um, no, No change right now.
1: Well, we're glad to be back with you today, and uh, Brother John, do you want to open us up in prayer? The mic is yours.
0: My Father, thank you again that I'm here on Omega Man Radio, and Father God, I just thank you right now that as you reinvent my teaching today, that you will help me to carry out what you showed me that you want me to talk about today, Lord. I thank you for a great anointing that Father God will not just be on me, but upon every person listening. And I want to thank you and I want to praise you right now that your will shall be done today and that people will be equipped in these last days. And this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. I have been talking about guidance for a Christian. Uh, matter of fact, I had 12 segments on that. And as I woke up this morning and started to pray, um, I got a different direction for the program today. And uh, <clears throat> I have the, a question I wrote down, which would be the name of the program here What is woke? W. Okay, because right now, everything is woke in the United States, everything is upside down, so what we are experiencing now is like if you have a hurricane and a, and a hurricane can stretch a thousand miles, and uh, you have an eye of the hurricane, and um, we've seen this particularly on Florida, they, we, they talk about that we've got this hurricane that developed in the Atlantic Ocean, and it is developing, we can see from the from satellite, we can see how big it is, and so before the hurricane comes into land, it starts with heavy winds and rain. They call that the outer banks of the hurricane. So you're not going to have the full force of a hurricane coming in right away. There's going to be a warm up, and then as the hurricane continues to press in, the winds are increasing and eventually you have you are in, the eye is over the land, and then of course you got the back of the hurricane so, have that picture in your mind, and let's talk about the Antichrist right now, the Bible actually the book of Revelation is the only one we have it in In the book of Revelation, Jesus has warned us about the Antichrist. We have it in Revelation chapter 13 and 14 and 11 and what Jesus told us is this, the Antichrist is going to be a ruler that is going to have a world federation with other words there will be no nations during the time of the Antichrist the entire world will be under his control and I call it a world federation what we got to understand is this This is not going to come up. You go to bed at night, and the next morning, the Antichrist is ruling, all the nations are gone, there's a world federation, and boom, everything has changed. It's not going to work like that. It's going to be a gradual change. And there's going to be a lot of stuff happening in the political world. A lot of nations will be knocked out. And in order for the Antichrist to be able to rule so let's begin with where is he going to rule from does the Bible say where the Antichrist is going to be what, what city will he rule out well to find that out We go to Revelation chapter 11. That's Revelation, the 11th chapter. And uh, this is a story of the two witnesses. And uh, I'm going to pick it up here in verse, I'm going to start reading from verse number one. And there was given me a reed like into a rod, and an angel stood saying, Rise and measure the temple of God and the altar of them that worshipped there. But the court which is without, the temple leave out, and measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles. And the holy city shall they tread underfoot forty and two months and I will give power unto my two witnesses. They shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and three and days, closed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. Key verse four. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth and then we're told that if any man will hurt them fire proceeds out of their mouth, devours their enemies and if any man will hurt them he must in this manner be killed and they have power to shut heaven and it, they reign not in the days so of their prophecy they have power over water to turn them to blood to smite the earth with old plagues and after they will And when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast, that's the Antichrist, the beast that is sent out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them, and shall overcome them and kill them. And the dead body shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. That's Jerusalem. So, the Antichrist is going to rule out of Jerusalem. And the reason for that is, that's the city of God. Jerusalem, that, that's a city that God selected for the nation of Israel. Uh, David is the one that took it and built it up. And Satan always wants to have what God has. And today there is a fierce battle over Jerusalem. Uh, the Muslims hate the Jews. They got a mosque on a temple ground. And uh, there is tension that simply is never going to be resolved until Jesus comes back. So now, the next question that I want to ask you or ask is simple. this what nationality is the antichrist going to be and the answer to that is this that he's going to be Jewish because the real Messiah Jesus Christ his mother, Mary, was of the tribe of uh, Judah, and so was Joseph, but he was his stepfather. So, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, came to Israel. It says in John chapter 1, that he came to his own and his own did not receive him. So the Antichrist is not going to be Polish. He's not going to be an Eskimo. He's not going to be of any other ethnic group. In order for Satan to bamboozle the world... He is trying to copy everything that God has done. So, the bottom line is this. When God selected Abraham and said, I'm going to bless the nation through you, Satan said, okay, if God selects Abraham, I'm going to commit." and I'm also going to work in that bloodline now if you read the Old Testament you will find out that we had Esau peeled off and but we had Isaac Jacob and then we had the, the 12 sons of Jacob of which the most prominent one was Joseph and they were taken to Egypt and from Egypt we had after 430 years we had Moses uh became the leader and then we had Joshua and then we had different leaders up to the time of the destruction of the two kingdoms first the northern kingdom went first and the second and the south kingdom went uh, last and after that Jews lived in the land but they did not have a kingdom, they did not have a nation anymore. So the Antichrist is going to be of Jewish, he's going to be a Jewish man. Now do we know the theology of this? So understand now God selected Abraham and his seed Satan said I am going to duplicate that I'm going to simply have a counterfeit I'm going to find people that are descendants of Abraham that would serve me not the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob so among Jewish people we have two separate movements. We have the real Messiah movement and then we have a counter-Messiah or the false Messiah. I came back to Christ in uh, 1965 after I've been backslidden for a number of years and uh, got into the ministry in 1967 and so on, got a seminary degree, Master of Theology, but in the seminary, we were never told, we learned, we learned about Israel from the Genesis 1 up to the time of, of Jesus, and after that, we had no more teaching, so I did not know what happened to the Jewish people after Jesus had been resurrected and went to heaven and the church was started. Matter of fact, um, I was very ignorant. So, down the road, God began to open up things for me. And I learned that the Jews have they have many different books but there are three main teachings among the Jewish people we have the Torah or the Old Testament the Torah is just the five books of Moses and then we have the rest of the Old Testament so we have the Old Testament but they also have another set of books called the Talmud And uh, I had heard about the Talmud, but I did not know what in the world it was. The Talmud goes back to about 500 years, 600 years before Christ. And the Talmud basically is a commentary by rabbis on the Old Testament. Similar to that you can go and buy, for example, uh, books today, commentaries, Uh, where people have written the commentaries on a certain book in the Bible and so on and so the Talmud also is known as the tradition of the elders so in the New Testament they never use the word Talmud but they used the tradition of the elders which is the same thing so I found that out and then I found out that they had a, another set of teaching, which is called the Kabbalah. Now, the Jewish Kabbalah is serious. But, uh, the Kabbalah that you have in Hollywood is what they call fluff, and it's just uh, more or less witchcraft. So, I found out, then we had a so I then decided to say, okay, I know what the Talmud is taking. That basic is a commentary on the Old Testament, and we Christians we got commentaries on the New Testament. That he saw, even on the Old Testament. So that's no big deal. But what is the Kabbalah? What does it teach? And I'm going to give it to you in just a nutshell. Now, if you really are interested in and say, I want to know exactly how this was developed, I have a series of books called the Kabbalah books, Kabbalah series. And particularly Kabbalah book number one uh, gives uh, the background references and so on. But I'm just going to give it to you here on this broadcast. So, the leader the Kabbalah actually was developed in Egypt and this is where the devil went in to try to pollute the 12 tribes of Israel and um, we find the first inkling of it When they had come out of Egypt, they were in the desert, and we had the rebellion by Korah, who was a cousin to Moses. Korah's dad and Moses' dad were, were brothers, and we can read about the rebellion of Korah, which was really bad. Moses was just really upset. And they uh, Korah simply accused Moses of not being good, and that Korah and his people that they were going to do the right thing. And of course, you read the story. Um, God opened up the earth; uh, they fell down alive into the into hell, and that ended that. But the Kabbalah teaching lived on, and eventually the one that embraced it, that really made it bad, was King Solomon. So, I'm going to give you a couple of reference points right now, and the first one is going to be in the book of Revelation, chapter 13. And uh, this is a uh, chapter here that discuss here how the uh, Antichrist is going to do and so on. But I'm going to read the verses 16 through 18 here. And this is not a false prophet that is doing this. Not the Antichrist. He has the number two boy, which is a false prophet. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in a right hand or in her foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that has a mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that is understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 603 score and six six. Six, six. For years, I've read verse number eighteen, and it didn't make any sense to me. And I was puzzled. It's a number of a man, okay? His number is six hundred sixty-six. But can we? Can I find anything more? Well, I found some more. If you now turn to first Kings, that is first Kings chapter eleven. Excuse me, chapter ten. First King chapter ten. So let me before I read first King 13, Actually I'm gonna start in verse fourteen. I want to say this to you. Over the years, I, was, I understood that Freemasonry is very occult. It is satanic. And um, eventually, I was able to secure the book, Morals and Dogma, which was written by Albert Pike, I think, about 1878 or something like that. And uh, Albert Pike was a uh, master. He was the high top top dog. It's one of the branches that Freemasons, they had several different branches. And uh, so in this book, I read that the number 666 is very sacred to Freemasons. It's their holy number. And I also wrote in the book that King Solomon is the builder of Freemasonry. They always tried to rebuild Solomon Temple and that Solomon's number was six six six. Still I haven't connected the dots, so thinking okay, well that's interesting. Uh, it's the number of a man. Now the Freemasons say that Solomon had a, the number 666. Six, six, that was his number. So now we're going to go in First Kings chapter 10. And we're going to read here from verse number 14. Now the weight of the gold that came to Solomon in one year 603 score and 6 talents 666 talents of gold so now i ask this question why was solomon so particularly he didn't want 650 talents or 7 talents he wanted 666 talents of gold. So, that was puzzling to me. Then, in the same chapter, in verse number 18, Moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory, overlaid it with their best gold. The throne had six steps, the top of the throne was round behind and there were stays on either side of the place of the seat and two lions stood beside the stays and twelve lions stood there on the one side on the other upon the six steps there was not the like made in any kingdom now most people they miss that but he said there was not the like made in any kingdom. So, if you, I have seen pictures because now let me take you to 1666. In 1666, Sabbatai Sevi, a Jewish rabbi that was actually from Jerusalem. He had a prophet, Nathan of Gaza. And these two men, in 1666, proclaimed that Sabbatai Zevi was the Messiah. Remember now, the Jews have rejected Jesus as the Messiah. They're still waiting for their Messiah. So, I went to some Jewish literature, and I found out I I found a picture, and this picture was Sabbatai Sevi sitting on a throne, and he had six lions on one side six lions on the other, and six steps leading up to his throne. 666, now it clicked for me and I realized that King Solomon was the one that as he deviated from God, we know that it it says here in uh, Chapter eleven he loved many wives and he began to worship at different altars, he did child sacrifices so on. Uh, Solomon completely got derailed as he got older. And I realized now that his cabalistic number was six 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 and looking at the Jewish literature, looking at the Freemasons literature. I came to realize that Solomon was the one that put the final touch on the Kabbalah. And he is the father of of what is the Kabbalistic system today. He started earlier, but he's the one that really used all his wisdom to put together this system, which is a diabolic system. So, what does the Kabbalah teach? And again, I'm just going to uh, give a reference to that. Uh, if you're interested in it, uh, go to our website, EGC.org, and uh, look up the Kabbalah books. And uh, in Kabbalah book number one, I think we charge about 10 bucks for it. Uh, I have all this laid out with all the references so on. But here is what King Solomon enhanced and taught. He simply said this, when God did the creation, he got confused, and a part of him fell into the bottomless abyss, which is underneath the earth. And there it took the form of a serpent. And uh, they called it the Holy Serpent. So according to the Kabbalistic teaching, the serpent is the real Messiah. He is the Messiah. And now he is stuck in the bottomless pit. So there was a huge discussion among the kabbalists this goes back to king solomon and they said now how do we how we get the serpent out of the abyss so some of them said well if we make everyone good on this earth that would do the job he would come up other rabbis simply said this that's very hard it is actually easier to make everybody bad the term used here in their writings is the high road making good people good or the low road making all people bad so the decision was made that it was a duty of the Kabbalists to dedicate their lives to making sure that people sinned. Sinned a lot. And once they could get everybody to sin greatly, if they can get the whole world into getting sin greatly, And there are no more righteous people left. Then the serpent would come up. Do we have this in the Bible? Yes, we do have it in the Bible. Let's turn to the prophet Isaiah right now. That's the prophet Isaiah. And we're going to pick it up in chapter 5. That's Isaiah chapter 5. Let me get to I see you are doing good. See you at chapter five. And I'm going to start in verse number eighteen. Woe unto them that draw iniquity the cords of vanity and sin as it were with a cartwheel. That say let him make speed and hasten his work, that we may see it. Let the counsel of the Holy One of Israel draw nigh and come, that we may know it. Woe! Unto them they call evil good, and good evil, that put darkness for light, and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. Look at verse number 20. That put darkness for light and light for darkness. Wokeness, W O K E ness, that we see today in America, embraced particularly by the Democratic Party and the leftist, <clears throat> by the all leftist, progressive leftist, so to say. <clears throat> They are simply calling good, evil, and evil good. Everything that stands for God is bad. And you can see this upon homosexual explosion, the transgender explosion. Um, And now we got... uh, You don't know if you're a man or a woman, you got to use the right pronouns, and we got binary people, and we got this or that, and so on. If you don't know about the Jewish Kabbalah, this does not make sense what's happening today. But if you know about the Jewish Kabbalah, it makes sense because what the people that are in leadership behind us, they are simply destroying every fabric of morality and everything is going into sin. Uh, You see it on Disney, you see it on a number of other corporations and the reason the corporations are doing this is that the corporate leadership they are Kabbalists and they are using their money and their corporations to put their agenda in well let's move on now in Isaiah here and let's turn to chapter 15 so I've read these verses for years and I simply can tell you this I didn't understand them I, I said, why, why, did, why in the world did uh, geez, did Isaiah write this? It did not make sense to me. So let's go to the 28th chapter of Isaiah right now. It's Isaiah chapter 28. And we're going to pick it up here in verse 14. Wherefore hear you the word of the Lord, you scornful men that rule this people which is in Jerusalem. Who wants it that demanded the crucifixion of Jesus? He was the high priest, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the scribes. In verse 15, because you have said, we have made a covenant with death, and with hell are we at agreement. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through each not come unto us, for we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. Now, I say it simply saying, You scornful men that ruled in Jerusalem, this is who you are. You are false, and you have made lies to your refuge. And then He says this, Therefore, says the Lord God, Behold, a laying sign for a foundation, a stone, a trite stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation, he that believes shall not make haste. That's in Jesus. Judgment also will lay to the line, and righteousness, and the plummet, and the hail shall sweep away the refuse of lies, and the waters shall overflow the hiding places. Verse 18, and your covenant with death shall be disannulled, and your agreement with hell shall not stand. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, then you shall be trodden down by it. Covenant with death. Now if you look upon Masonry, uh, you have to take a covenant of death, you go to all the different fraternity organizations we have with colleges and universities, and every one of them, you have to take an oath of death. So, Isaiah said, now you scornful man. He rebuked them, and simply said, you know, It's not going to fly. Let's go now to chapter 29 of uh, the book of Isaiah. And we're going to pick it up here in verse number 15. Woe unto them that seek deep to hide the counsel from the Lord, and their works are in the dark. And they say, who sees us, and who knows us? Woe unto to them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord. And their works are in the dark. And they say, who sees us, and who knows us? So, what I did was this. If you go on the internet... And uh, put in a Google, Kabbalistic synagogues, and you're gonna find that there are a number of synagogues in the United States that openly states they are Kabbalistic synagogues. The most, the, the biggest one of all of them, they don't call themselves. Kabbalistic is Shabbat and Shabbat is also known as Liberwitchers now Jared Kushner and he belongs to Shabbat and um, this is a very strong Kabbalistic movement in Judaism so let me go to Isaiah, we're going to read Isaiah chapter 19, when we are in Isaiah, Isaiah 19, in verse number 14, the Lord has mingled a perverse spirit in the midst of life. they have caused Egypt to err in every work thereof as a drunken man staggering in his womit. The Lord has mingled a perverse spirit in the midst thereof. They have caused Egypt to err in every work thereof as a drunken man staggers in his vomit. Now, if you look upon America today, I'm focused on America today, there is a perverse spirit. I mean, people, you can't read the Bible in public schools. Uh, you can't do this or that, but you can have drag queens. You can have all kind of different things. Everything that was bad is not good, and everything that was good is not bad. And the name on that is woke, W-O-K-E. I would like to say, instead of using the word woke, I would say kabbalistic. Because that's what it is. I want to turn now to the prophet Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremiah, and we're going to go up to chapter 7. Uh, Jeremiah, chapter 7. And uh, we're going to read verses 3 here. Um, this is the Lord of hosts the God of Israel, amend your ways and your doings, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. Trust you not in lying words, Say the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord of these. For if you thoroughly amend your ways and your doings, if you thoroughly execute judgment between a man and his neighbor, if you oppress not the stranger, the father, the widow, and shed on innocent blood in his place, need to walk after the gods you hurt, then will I cause you to dwell in his place, in the land that I gave to your fathers, forever and ever. Behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. You steal, murder, and commit adultery, and swear falsely, Burn incense the Baal and walk after other gods whom you knew not. Now Jeremiah simply said, You're trusting in lying words. To go further now, let's I'm gonna take it up to Romans chapter three. The apostle Paul was a Pharisee. And uh, he was an enemy of the cross. And uh, Jesus personally knocked him off his horse and uh, saved him. And he became the greatest preacher of the gospel that we ever had. Great apostle. Now, you probably read this verse, but I would give you no understanding. Romans 3.8. That's Romans chapter 3 verse number 8 and not rudder, as we be slanderously reported as some affirmatively say let us do evil that good may come whose damnation is just if you know about the Kabbalah verse 8 makes sense with other words all was slandered and say you are a Kabbalist you do evil so that good may come in other words he was accused of that and he simply said this was slandered despite that I had a massive degree of theology I never did understand verse number 8 in Romans chapter 3. No one at the seminar, no professor ever explained that. Because we were held ignorant of the Kabbalah. I did not even know what it was. But the Kabbalah is the religion of the Antichrist. So, let me take you back now to the book of Revelation. And we're going to go in to chapter 13. That's Revelation chapter 13. And I'm going to read from verse number 11. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb and he spake as a dragon. He spoke like the devil. And he exercises all the power of the first beast before him, and he caused the earth, and them we dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound he was healed. And he does great wonders that he make fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And deceives them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had a wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give Life under the image of the beast, and the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in the right hand within the foreheads. <clears throat> and that no man might buy or sell save that the mark of the name of the beast with the number of his name. Here is wisdom, that him that has understanding count the number of the beast, which the number of a man and his number is six hundred three score, and six. 666, the Kabbalistic system. In the future, it might be 10 years from now, it might be one year from now, there's going to come a man on the scene in the world. He's not going to be an older person. He's going to be probably thirty five, between thirty five and fifty years old. Charismatic. Powerful. A great politician. And there's gonna be some catastrophic events on the earth. And they're gonna simply say this there are so much catastrophic events happening now on the earth that no nation can solve this. It has to be all nations. We have to have a world government. we got to have a world federation. we got to have a man that is anointed, that can lead us out of this horrible situation. And this man Handsome, charismatic, would be a politician, of some type. He might be a businessman, very prospering businessman that has done um, a prototype of that would be Elon Musk. Uh, Elon Musk is a is he's a very I would call moral intelligent. He's a genius. He's running a car factory. He's running a space industry. Uh, they are they are simply using his spaceships or rockets to put satellites up and also put people up on the uh, <clears throat> in the national space station. Uh, he got he bought t- Twitter. That guy is, is a workaholic. I mean, he, he's he's running several things and he's been successful. I'm not saying Elon Musk is the Antichrist. I'm saying he's a prototype. So this particular person would come up and simply say, I have a solution. We're going to have peace on Earth. We're going to end all wars. No more wars. We're not going to have any more poverty. Everybody... He's going to have food. Everybody's going to have shelter. Everybody's going to have a good time. I know exactly how to get there. And he would have a charisma that was something bombarded most people. And if you really want to know how in the world. Can 50% of the American people how did they were able to vote for Joe Biden, a bumbling idiot that has dementia, did a campaign hiding in his basement and he beat Trump and now they want to run Joe Biden again, that doesn't even know what day it is, he falls around, he falls over all the time. What in the world happened to 50% of the American people? Don't they see that? No, they don't. They are demon-possessed because the Democratic Party have been taken over by the Kabbalistic system and they are calling good, evil, an evil good now you know what woke is it's a Kabbalah it's the Antichrist it's turning everything upside down most pastors have no clue they never knew what kind of books the Jewish people had Uh, you go and ask every pastor do you know what a Kabbalah is? He said no do you know what a Talmud is? no they don't know and the Jewish people gave us Jesus but the Jewish people is also going to give us the Antichrist they are a blessing they are a curse they are sweet and they are bitter and that is what's behind wokeness now, I took the time to talk about this. I tried to talk slow, methodically, take it through the Bible. I'm not a, I am not. don't want to get excited. I just want to simply say, here are the facts. So, do something. Check it out. Don't say what well, John 12 said, it. it must be true. No, check it out. And you will find out that what you find Will verify what I told you. To get a good start, get my little book, the Kabbalah book number one, which the, which has the uh, background to the Kabbalah and also we have Sabbatai Sevi, the first Jewish Messiah, 1666. Uh, he was not the first Jewish Messiah, but he was one of them, but he was more prominent. So, get that book, read it. I got the reference in there. Then start doing research, and you will find out wow, well, we are this close to the Antichrist. I have a website, eaec.org, stands for European American Evangelistic Crusades. And um, you go there. Uh, We have the bookstore. You hit bookstore and then you find the Kabbalah bookstore. I have a lot of other stuff there too. And then I want to tell you about our webcast that we do every Sunday morning. And um, we start at um, 9 o'clock. Actually, we start at 8.30 with music, Pacific Standard Time. And we have music prior time. And then I, I bring two messages right now. I'm doing a NIP, which is National Intercessory Prayer, I do a prayer teaching, and then I do a regular sermon, so you get a double sermon each Sunday, so uh, you get your money's worth. So, you go to our webcast, uh, and uh, there's a link there on the website. And the good thing is this, if you can't be with us when we have it, because you're in your church, you're doing something else, You can go any time during the week and click on a live webcast and you will see what I did last week. So right now, this week now, uh, it's up what I preached on last Sunday. And next Sunday, we will write it over and there will be a new sermon. So that's EAUC.org. Let's talk about money now. If you think, you know, I want to give donate some money to you. And here's what I want you to do. I don't need your money. I, I'm on this platform. This is Shannon Davis' platform. He pays for it. Any money donated should go to him. So if you think that you want to get some money today because you like the program, go to Shannon Davis' website and find his donation page. He got five or six or seven buttons on it, so you can't have an excuse to say, well, I can't give this. There's always something for you to give. Put a good offering in, because we need a support channel. Otherwise, he cannot continue the ministry unless people support him. So with that, may God bless you. Back over to you, Sean.
1: Brother John, thank you for putting that plug in for us over here. We do appreciate uh, those that support these programs. God bless you. And uh, what a great uh, message tonight. What is woke? I tell you, Brother John, truly, demons have woken up in these people. They've taken over much of America. And, uh, you know, the answer to this, to this transgenderism, this wokeness, is preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, begin to cast out these sodomite demons. Brother John... um, make a short comment. Three weeks ago, we put our oldest son, uh, Jeremiah, in first grade. And I was really nervous about it. uh, Putting him in a public school system. And we put him in there, uh, and thankfully my wife uh, did some research and ended up, amazingly enough, here on the island of Bali, primarily Hindu and then secondly Muslim, found a Christian school. And uh, I don't know if we could pull that off or not, but, um, we got them in there. And the first day of school, I got up, went with mom and Rita to take them there. And, uh, it was an amazing experience. I walked in and I said, praise God. Uh, I don't see any transgender children here. Uh, unlike what you may find in many American schools now. In fact, over here, um, uh, they make the kids wear uniforms, brother, John, uh, Boys wear a boy's uniform and girls wear a skirt. And I think it's pretty cool if you ask me. They got like a little patch they wear on the uh, lapel to identify the school. And I took them in there and I looked around and I said, This is the way it should be. We shouldn't have to be contending with all these woke professors and teachers, uh, most of them sexually confused and, uh, you know, vying to change the sexual gender of our children with surgery of course it doesn't change their sex they just castrate these kids what they're doing Mm -hmm. and uh, all this other stuff and I said praise God you know when I grew up and went to high school I graduated many years ago back in 87 from high school we didn't contend with the stuff that we're seeing today I mean God have mercy if I was in America right now, I would be forced to homeschool my kid because I would not dare put him in a public school system. And uh, I praise God that there are still some people in their right mind in parts of the world that aren't going for this. I'm so sad to see my nation of America, which I'm a citizen of, born and raised in Georgia. I'm a Georgia boy by birth. Uh, go this route. And uh, folks... We have surpassed the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah. And if there's not a turnaround in quick, we're going to experience judgment like Sodom and Gomorrah. Oppenheimer style. There's a movie out on Oppenheimer, interestingly enough, on the uh, the creation of the uh, atomic bomb program. I saw it, a pretty good film, by the way. Uh, we're in some serious trouble, folks, if things don't turn it in quick. The demons have infiltrated our country, our schools, our churches uh you name it they went woke all right what is woke title of today's program hey brother john before i forget uh a few programs back maybe been about 2 months ago uh you were doing a, a broadcast and you shared a testimony i think that's in your autobiography of a, a time where you were preaching in an area and you were confronted by uh, if I recall some Stasi police you were in one of these foreign countries
0: Yeah, I was in Finland it was uh, KGB agents
1: and uh, I want to revisit that with you sometime because uh, I have been as of recently looking into what it would have been like to live under the Stasi in eastern Germany I've seen some of these uh, Cold War films uh, thinking that that's about where we're going in our government if... uh, some done stop and uh, what it was actually like to uh, confront a stasi agent i mean i've seen movies about it but you lived it happening to be over there in finland you know uh that's a i know you had some amazing experiences and those guys were pretty brutal uh, Yes. Especially, especially if they captured you and interrogated you you might not leave there alive uh and, you know
0: stasi was East German Secret Police and they were working under the KGB the KGB was the Soviet Union Secret Police now they call FSB
1: and those those were the guys that basically kept dossiers on every citizen over there for example in Eastern Bloc Germany right? yes and I didn't realize they had uh, gotten to place like Finland, but I guess they were uh in many of those countries and um they're like the uh the equivalent of like the KGB or the Gestapo during World War Two, right? Yes. And uh we're we seem to be moving in that direction, Brother John in America. In addition to the sodomite demons and and transgenderism and transhumanism, uh we've got a police state that is forming. And that, um, you know, reads just like the book 1984. Uh, Is this stuff going to be stopped, Brother John, or are we going to have to contend with modern-day Stasi police before it's over with?
0: Well, everything depends upon if if there is a revival and God begins to to change things around. But most churches, you know, they are... uh, they are oblivious to what's going on. They, they they don't know what's going on. They try to run their regular programs, um, secret-friendly churches, music, coffee shops, donuts, and so on, and they, they are not addressing the, the issue. So um, it will be like, you know, you have a plague, and uh, everybody talk about everything except the plague.
1: And one more comment, uh, you know, you were mentioning the last election. Uh, I mean, it's laughable that there are still people that believe we had a fair and honest election and Biden got 20 million more votes than Obama did? you got to mm-hmm. be kidding me, folks. Come on. I mean, um, uh, our voting system is a sham. I would that we would go back to paper votes then we might have an honest vote again, unlike the Diebold and then uh, – Dominion and these other systems that have controlled the elections, and you know, where there's uh, software, anybody can hack. Um, if I say any more, they may try to sue me like they're doing Fox News for a billion dollars. But <laughs> uh, you understand where I'm going with this. I don't believe it was honest at all, and uh, it is a sham. And just assuming, let's say, that God intervened and we were able to have a, a fair election uh, next year. Uh what's your thoughts on um JFK Jr. uh running? Um you know, he seems to know what time it is on a lot of areas. Uh what do you think about him, Trump, DeSantis? Uh you got any favorite from those guys?
0: I would say I I would say this that uh, Kennedy uh has a democratic uh, background and thinking um, he has certain good economic ideas and so on, and he understands conspiracy. Yes, but he is—he's not a Christian. He does not have Christian values, and that's so. Sad. You can have. Go ahead. So that—that's my take on it. Um, uh, Trump, when he was in the White House, um, he had the. Uh, he had a group of people there that had permitting every day, and uh, yes. So uh, they all got kicked out, you know, when Biden took over. uh, DeSantis, uh is not the man for this. It is it's premature. I believe that uh, down the road he'd be a good man, but right now he's. Uh, it takes it takes yes. someone that really knows how to fight to to clear up Washington D.C.
1: Absolutely, And I, I, I think you hit that right on the head. Perfect bullseye. Uh, I think uh, DeSantis could also be compromised. It's said that, uh, you know what, he may be in bed with um, uh, the Bush family. Uh, that remains to be seen. But, I mean, I do like what he's done as a governor there, but I don't think he's mature enough to be president. And, uh, you know, I I think it's going to be an interesting thing where RFK Jr. running against Biden, Uh if there's manipulation, then you know he doesn't stand a chance. But uh, I was—I uh, had a kind of a theory, which is this: uh, he should run against Biden on the Democratic t- ticket, and uh, he's probably going to lose. Uh, but then he switches over, and um, when he loses the Democratic primary, uh, Trump puts him in there as his VP. Now Trump, RFK Jr., and then promised DeSantis a cabinet position. Uh, now that could be a winning combination. Um, Of course, Trump is pro-vax, which um, is a real bummer, whereas RFK Jr. knows all about the vax, so maybe they could balance each other out. And uh, we don't see any of this insanity again. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I voted for Trump twice, even living over here. I managed to get my vote in twice. I won't be able to vote again unless I get Mm -hmm. a driver's license in America again, but um, I don't know. Will we make it to the next election, or will we see World War III first and a nuke go off? It's going to be interesting, Brother John. Yes. (laughs) Uh, My friend, uh, before we close, if someone wants to contact you, uh, support your ministry, and also tune into your broadcast, where do they go to get that information?
0: All support goes to Shannon Davis. But if they want to contact us, um, uh, go to our website, eaec.org, European American Event Crusades. And uh, you find there where uh, you can either they call us or you can email us. There's all contact information there.
1: My friend, close us in prayer. And thank you for coming on today. I'll have this up in a few minutes in the archive.
0: Heavenly Father, I want to thank and praise you for that we made this program. And Father God, we are facing an enormous mountain ahead of us of evil. And with ourselves, we cannot remove that evil. And I pray, Father God, that... The few things I shared today will take root in people and they will start praying, seeking the Lord, and simply asking for mercy. Help us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Love and appreciate you, brother. I mean that, and we'll see you next week. God bless you.
0: Love you, too. That
1: was Pastor John Terrell. Welcome aboard, everybody. Uh, Luda Bondar in the chat room, said, uh, Hey Shannon, how are you and your family? Can you give us an update? Uh, did you move? I'll give you that update. Uh, we have not moved yet. Uh, we would like to, but uh, we have not found the right place to move to. Um, whether that be here on the island or whether it be off the island, uh, we're, we've got that to resolve too. Uh, I put it in the Lord's hands, of course. You know, we're like anyone should be. Uh, servants of the Lord Jesus, we uh we serve at his pleasure. If he wants us here, we'll stay. If he wants us to go, I'm all right with that too. Just tell me Lord where to go. But uh, what we did is uh we hit the seven year mark here in Bali and our uh we rent uh one year at a time here in lease and uh lease was coming up we gave our landlord notice that we we're gonna move out and we fully expected to have found another rental house but uh it didn't work out for us so Thankfully, uh, the landlord uh, likes us and gave us an opportunity to extend, and we're just going um, 90 days at a time now. So we're still here in this same place we've been, here in Denpasar, Bali, Indonesia. And uh, we're uh, looking. Uh, We've got to renew the hunt. Uh, Mama Narita was out finding a couple of places each week to look at, and we we would think that we're going to have a place... uh, that we can move into, and then uh, kind of unique situation over here in in Indonesia, at least Bali, um, when you want to rent a house, whether it be a house, uh, apartment, condo, typically what they're looking for is they want you to pay in advance, um, not like a first and last month, and maybe a deposit like you'd see in America, but they want uh, usually uh, two to three years rent in advance. And that's just insanity. Who can afford that? I don't know. So um, we encountered that when we first moved here and we found a place and if we could get the altars removed, I've given that story before I won't tell it again, then we were going to move into it, but we still had to negotiate the price and they wanted two years in advance. So we got them down to one year. Thankfully, the rent was cheap, like 275 a month. So uh, we had to prepay for a year and uh, that's really the way we've had to do it every year that's the way they expected down here but we got a cut, we didn't have to do two years in advance I just said that, who's got that kind of money, not me but this time we were going out and we were fully expecting to be able to negotiate again and just find a place we could get for a year and uh, we're running into they want two to three years in advance we found this house it would have been like 3 three fifty a month US, which is my budget right now and uh Some other expats, I think they were Americans, in fact, were looking at the house, too, and they told the landlord they wanted it for 10 years. Now, when I say for 10 years, that means they would come in and pay 10 years' worth of rent in advance. Could you imagine that? And there's people that actually have that kind of money. Um, We said, that's crazy. I don't know where I'm going to be next year, let alone 10 years from now. But there's people that do it and um, since the uh, ban on travel to in Indonesia lifted last year people begin to come in and come in they have in fact for Ukraine and Russia it's rumored that there's at least 50,000 maybe more population just from those two countries that have come into the island in recent time and uh, they're looking for housing so there's a lot of people on the hunt for housing and there's people that will go in and actually I think what they're doing is they'll lock in these places long term and then they'll jack up the rent or maybe sublet them, you know, like get a house that has three bedrooms and rent each one of them out for a premium to digital nomads who come over here uh, wanting to um, live on the island and then, you know, do an online business. So um, it's a real interesting situation, not unlike what's going on in America with the, the housing craziness, you know. I'm hearing reports that uh, prices have doubled on what they would normally be in America in many parts of the country, and uh, many people looking for the same. I mean, you know, it's like a it's a renter's market, I guess, or a buyer uh, a seller's market. At any rate, uh, so on long that's a long reply. No, we haven't moved. Uh, we are looking, but at the same time, I'm wondering if God isn't closing the door, and that's why we haven't found anything yet. Uh, it almost feels like when I was in Vegas, had been rooming with my uh, my brother and another uh, for about two and a half years. And my brother took a job up north in California and the other roommate moved out. And uh, I was saying, well, I'm just going to find my own house and rent it, stay here in Vegas. I like it. had I done that, I'd never come here. And uh, I found some places, but they would fall through, and God shut the door and opened up for me to come here. So maybe he's doing it again. I don't know yet. I'm in the dark. I'm still waiting. God, where do you want us to be? If he wants to be here, help us to find another place. But we do need to get out. I know we're supposed to get out of where we're at. Uh, where we're at is, uh, it's just, we're keeping it patched together. Uh, very poor construction. And if I were to show you some pictures, we've got leaks coming through the ceiling. We've tried to patch, you know, multiple times stuff coming through the wall. Because when you get a lot of rain down here, if it's poorly constructed, then you find out where the leaks are. and We can't seem to get them patched right. And there's other issues here we've got concerns with. Um, and so we would like to get the hell out. We've outgrown it. And... uh you should see the work we're having to do this week just to try to get things organized for my brother to come in. I've got a brother, Damon, who will be the first of uh, my family to have made it across the world over here to visit us. Uh, I haven't seen any family in seven years. I haven't seen my brother in nine and a half years. And uh, he, he shocked me. He said, I'm coming to uh, Asia. I said, you are? Coming to visit me? He said, I am. And I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought he was just talking to be talking. And, uh, he was dead serious, and I got a call from him today. He flew from Atlanta. He's in Tokyo, which is where the first stop is to get over here for him. And in a few days, he'll be flying over here to Bali spend some time with me. And um, he has a business back in Atlanta, so he's taking a sabbatical. And uh, I said, well, come on, man. I've got to introduce you to your uh, nephews and nieces and my wife you never met except on FaceTime. And so uh, we've got a three-bedroom house here that we rent. Um, we all sleep downstairs on the main level in the one-bedroom, and I usually sleep in the living room on a pull-out mattress uh, because <laughs> the family's grown from just us two to five now, and those babies are getting long-legged and they just you know they just take over the bed. So I usually move out in the living room. I bought a mattress and I just put it up against the wall during the day and then I flip it out on the ground and uh, it's nice and cool there and I can stretch out um, and then I have upstairs We have it's a two level, we, I got one of the rooms it's an office, another room was a junk room if you had seen the house that we've got it's so crowded we look like if there was a reality series called The Hoarders um, that's what it looks like or Sanford and Son Mama Narita doesn't throw anything away uh, she'll get angry if I try to, so I have to sometimes sneak things out of the house that, <laughs> I said, we don't need this or give it away. But you know, over seven years you accumulate some things is what I'm saying. And uh boy we have we we hardly have any room to walk in here, so past couple of days it's been it's time to sort this thing out, get it cleaned up. I gotta put my brother up somewhere, so um I switched my office and moved into a small room, and I've got him in the bigger of the two rooms, and got a bed in there and getting it cleaned up. And uh, we have a storage unit outside, so I went out and bought some bins. And uh, basically, we're, I'm trying to get things sorted. And thankfully, now Mom, is, uh, Mom and Rita is open to letting some things go. And so, you know, like yet, two sets of dishes were given one away, for example. You know, some extra things we don't need. Get rid of it. Uh, you know if you're hanging on to something for years and you're not using it, what's the point unless it's like a family heirloom or something like photos sell it, get rid of it, you're probably never going to use it if you haven't been using it for five years already just uh, taking up space so at any rate we're uh, we're trying to clean up the house and get it presentable and uh, my brother may be in for a shock because uh, it's not up to American specs let me just say that but we're living like Indonesians, middle class live. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, that's all I'm going to say. I, I, I don't guess I need to go into any more detail than that. But just, uh, just suffice to say, that's what we've been doing the past couple of days. And at the same time, I think it's good because uh, if we are going to move, and I want to, then we need to do this anyway. So, hey, this just... Um, accelerated the plan so we're getting cleaned up trying to um, sort things out and then as God opens the door we're going to get the hell out of here that's strong language but um, you would understand what I'm saying if you had to contend with some of the the things we've been going through recently we had months where there was a neighbor uh, who had a family member and there was a chain smoker every day and they would light up about the same time every night and smoke would come into my office and I hate smoke one thing I cannot handle is cigarette smoke that was coming in the house. Uh, we've got another neighbor whose crazy dog barks at like 2 a.m. in the morning. Wake you up. They'll just sit him out on the porch and just barks his head off until they bring him back in. Nobody can sleep. I've got another neighbor who's got something loose on the roof and it's swinging in the wind and it keeps hitting my house. And uh, I don't know what the hell that was at the beginning. I said, uh, is there somebody on the house? Trying to get in, and I couldn't uh, pin down the source of the noise. And I went out, finally saw this thing flapping in the wind from next door, hitting our house, because the houses over here are built like duplexes, which is another problem. You've got no room. So on to the left and right of me, I have neighbors, and we share a a common wall. It's like a duplex, a Balinese duplex, and then one behind me. And uh, we're kind of hemmed in, so there's not really any any yards here. It's all cement. Um, if something's going on next door, you're going to be affected by it. And like I said, cigarette smoke, crazy dogs. Um, and on and on I go. This all just bugs me. You know, it gets my stress level up. So I've had all I can take it. So we've got to get the hell out of here and go somewhere and uh, make sure I'm not living next to a, a chain smoker or someone with a uh, barking crazy dog uh, or other problems that we've run into. And, uh, yeah, there we are. So I'm just saying I'm motivated, but uh, that's a long answer, isn't it? Uh, Ludabar says, I'm Ukrainian, lived here for 28 years. Wow. So question is, uh, what do you need to get a nice, good place? Well, that's the problem. Uh, I've set a, a budget which I think is reasonable, which is to do something similar to what we're doing now, which is about you know three to four hundred dollars a month U.S. Now you couldn't get that in America, of course, but here you can, so why pay more? But um, with the influx of foreigners, the locals are trying to milk it, and if you go up on Facebook and just put in Bali homes for rent, you'll see what I'm talking about. People are crazy. And what they're asking for now, not in adi- in addition to, they want um, you know multiple years in advance uh, down payment, which you know who's going to do, do that? Well, these expats are doing it, uh, but they're asking for crazy rent. You know, two grand a month. I said two grand a month. I looked at one the other day. Someone was asking for six grand a month. I said, where do they think we're living over here? This isn't Beverly Hills. This isn't New York City. This is an island in the Indian Ocean. And um, what a lot of people are doing is that have land is they're building uh, for specifically for foreigners that want to come over here and they're putting premium prices on it. And uh, if some people bite on it, everybody seems to think that they can get the same rate. And I'm like, are you smoking dope? That should be going for four, or $500 a month and you want 2000 a month? I'm not paying that. I don't have it to pay anyway. The most I ever paid in my life, and I'm 53, was when I had a um, thriving business. I could, you know, it didn't matter, get whatever I wanted, and I rented a uh, very nice home, big big home on property, plenty of property, a pool. Um, it was actually in a uh, a neighborhood where. You would find the U uh consul, you know, consuls from other countries like the ambassadors live. It's like Ambassador Rowe, really, in Eska I paid twenty two hundred a month. And I almost, you know, uh barfed every time I had to go down to the ATM and pull that out in cash. I'm thinking, man. I think this will be the first and last time I ever do this again. Twenty two hundred a month. Well, you know, people might be laughing now, that's what you could be paying for a house right now. Uh, anywhere America. Uh, Georgia again where my family is told me things went double there and I'm thinking uh, that's commonplace in America well it's went crazy over here it can be two grand three grand I saw one for six grand I said who's paying that and if they're paying it they're nuts well some people are doing it apparently so now everybody wants that Um, so yeah we're not doing that Um, and uh, so it makes it more challenging to get you know What're what we've been used to paying uh over here, so there we are, and it may be time to move. I mean, I'm not in a love relationship with this island uh that I can't pick up and go somewhere in fact i'm I'm ready for a change to tell you the truth, but we were not able to make a move because of the um the vaccine mandates uh that were in place in many countries and you know many places uh require special visas to get in and stay uh, so things have thankfully though in the last month and a half here in Bali uh, changed and uh, now you don't need a vaccine to come or go which is, which is important and um, we got all of our paperwork in order so we could move if God opened the door for us to go and And we're just waiting on the Lord to see what he wants us to do. We had thought, you know, we may uh, apply for a visa to get Narita back to America, but even if I uh, pull the trigger and that, will take six to nine months to get an answer if it's approved. And then, you know, then I've got to come back and uh, deal with these woke schools for our kids. I'm not looking forward to trying to sort that out right now. I'm thankful that we found a Christian school and uh, our boys safe over there going to school, let alone, you know, deal with the um, runaway um, rental pricing and shortage of properties back in America, so uh, I don't know, we're just waiting to see uh, what God has for us next, and uh, looking to see if there's better options, so there we are, I don't know, we may be in the best place that we could be right now, based on what I'm trying to to do, which is keep my budget uh, down and uh, under control. Well, um, but, but, but things are, uh, things are definitely um, in a good place for a move, uh, wherever that, whatever that looks like when God reveals it to me. And thankfully, we can, we can extend again another three months as we need to, uh, buy us a little bit more time here to figure this thing out. So there we are. But then in the midst of all this, uh, my brother's coming into town, so it'll be the first um, family member who has uh, journeyed. And he flew all the way from Atlanta. Long flight. He had to go to LA, then from LA, uh, fly, I guess it was about 11, 12 hours over to Japan. Landed there. And now he's got to find a flight from there, probably with a stop in Philippines to Bali. So it's about 7 hours, 50 minutes one way if you were just to fly from Tokyo, not stop. So still quite a a bit of traveling he's got to do but uh, right now he's just trying to get caught up from the jet lag and then uh, I said take your time and uh, he'll be coming in here in a few days and uh, he'll probably spend a couple weeks here with me and then uh, he may go on he wants to uh, visit a couple other locations for business and uh, we'll see what he does and I said you know you have a tribe here so maybe, maybe you want to stay here in Bali and he's been asking me uh, what the options are for housing. So I'm going to point him over to Facebook where you can get some real-time pricing. And uh, it's nuts right now. Um, Before we close out here today, we are still uh, uploading daily all the live programs to our main channel. You can find that on my website, omegaman.podbean.com. And then, don't forget, we have a second channel called the Reloaded, the Omega Man Reloaded Channel. And um, I didn't put any uh, audios up there in the last uh, 24 hours, but I will get caught up and put some more up there. But I did just put a recent batch of five new ones. So we got plenty of stuff already uploaded there, Meat on the Bones, and uh, that's where we're going to be putting the back catalog of shows. If you're not familiar with that, uh, you might want to uh, check out my website again and go down to where you see the re- the reloaded and subscribe to that podcast. It's free on Podbean. And then anytime we upload to either the uh, Mega Man main channel or the Reloaded channel, you'll get a, a notification in your app. And then you can you know play or download it as you'd like to do that. Uh, that's all i got to say. I uh, want to thank all of you for tuning in over here. And uh, let's see, another question. Did I get a hold of Bishop Kanko? Sabrina Sessions has his contact. Uh, Sister Sabrina, by the way, will be on, I think, next week. We're going to have Terry Jefferson tomorrow. Um, And I have not gotten a hold of uh, Bishop Canco. I have not. That's uh, something for me to to follow up on. I will certainly reach out to him. Um, I don't know that he would be interested in coming on the program. There are a couple of these missionaries we've heard some uh, stories on. He's one of them. And uh, there's another guy. Somebody told me, can you get Mel Tori on? uh, Kind of a rude individual. Um, I got the phone number. I texted him. And uh, he said, who are you? Where did you get my number? And I said, some friends. Common friends of both of us gave me your number. And I'm with a Mega Man Radio. Would you like to do a Come on and give your testimony. We'll promote his uh, ministry. Never even responded to me. What's up with that? I don't know. But I mean, you know, I work with those that want to be worked with. And uh, some of these people, maybe I shouldn't say that. I'm just going to stop right there. I'm not going to make that next comment. But uh, you have to vet some of these people. You have to vet some of these people. That's all I'm going to say. Not everybody is who they appear to be. And um, there we are. Take some of these stories with a grain of salt. That's all I'm going to say. Anybody can write a book. And um, some did start out well. That doesn't mean they always end well. So I'm just going to leave it right there. I don't know that he would be coming on the program. I know the other guy, he's not interested. So, you know, I tried... We didn't get him on. Uh, somebody wrote me today and said, uh, uh, "Are you going to get Carla back on?" Absolutely. She said that uh, when she comes off of her sabbatical, she'll be doing a Mega Man first. Terry Cook, um, I've asked five times, and he's turned me down five times. He's retired, but I am in communication with Terry. He sends me text uh, every day, emails. We're friends. He just he I think he's um, feels he said everything he could say, and he's tired now. So, um, he's retired. So, until he changes his mind and maybe uh, wants to do a show, he's not coming on anytime soon, according to the the last time I talked to him. I need to follow up with Mel Novak. I do not have any updates on Mel. In fact, I've lost his number. If anybody's got it, please send it to me. Email it to me at Radio at com. When he went in the hospital some time back, he lost his his phone and then they gave him another phone and uh, I've lost that number so I do not have an update on him. But I think he uh, still needs some major prayer. Uh, He's probably still in a care facility right now is my thinking. Brian Melvin uh, I've contacted a couple times invited him to come on. No response yet on a date. Terry Jefferson though as I mentioned will be on tomorrow. I need to reach out to Hank Groover. That was another question someone asked me. Um, I'm sure he will be be ready to come on. He's got some testimony I'm sure he can share with us from a recent trip he did to Japan or Okinawa what it was. Um, and uh, Tim Bentz Tim we're going to get on. So um, I have several people that I've reached to. I'm just waiting for them to respond. And then we'll have them locked in. Um, I think that's all I needed to say in terms of an update definitely pray for us and uh, thank you for tuning in today God richly bless all of you uh, I'll have this uh, program up, I've got the first two we did tonight already uploaded into the archive help us by uh, sharing these shows with a friend, invite those that you can to come out and uh, tune in, we really appreciate that and uh, I hope you are enjoying these programs, God richly bless you uh, we are rebuilding but um, This is good, some of the changes that we've been going through. I think the new schedule was a great thing to do. Um, Remastering the shows was the answer on how to revitalize our back catalog, which was just sitting there and collecting dust. And uh, moving over to a fresh platform like Podbean that's got an app, I think is pretty cool. But we're on some other platforms too. You can choose wherever you want to tune into. We're on Apple and Spotify and Google and Amazon Music and About a dozen platforms out there. Anyway, take your pick. Well, thank you folks for tuning in. God richly bless you. And uh, we'll see you again next time on Omega Man Radio. In fact, tomorrow at uh, 10 a.m.